such a, there. It's such an angle no other show is willing to take on. Of what if we intentionally made the podcast bad, right? That's sort of like a great. We are the only ones brave enough to go there. <laughs> if the word is brave. Well, Zooms, thank you to everybody for the support. I feel pumped up. Let's do what it is we do best around here and ask you, these Zooms, and you, the Brainiacs, in the chat on a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best. What did you rank tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Didn't spend a dollar on it, but you spent 120 minutes, and that's worth something. Maddie, if you don't mind, please hit the music. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One, two. Train success as the Matt Lee faces scroll across the screen and I jump into the chatting machine gun through the scores. A two and a half from our mod, good friend Jake, who is helping keep this place transphobia, racism, and homophobia free. If you're going to do any of that, don't. Two and a half. Interesting and a half. night. Yeah, let's do this. Two and a half from good friend Jake. Five from my hey, my name is Will. Torvash 1266 with a two. I may have with a three. Irishback 21 with a five. VZ with a five, E Prime with a two, Sever one with a four, Maddie Mac with a four, Soccer Chris 1222 with a six, C Sup at 55 with a five, Hi, it's me, RL with a four and a half, Nibble 05 with a four, Brick Bins with a three, Yum OJ, thank you for the first time chat with a six, Theus three with a five and a half, no clue what this is with a four and a half, Ashley Kutcher with a four and a half, Gandalf Lundgren with a five. Have I seen that name before? That is really good. Gandalf Lundgren. I, I must have never read that before aloud. That completely threw me off. That's a great name. Uh, with a five. Uh, Quite going, Jin Juice with a five and a half, Kessel with a four, Danny Drozier with a five, Dark Lord DDKL with a six, Tazal with a three, Truly McGinnis with a five and a half, Scootsberto with a six, Cadenza with a four, Hardwell Yeg with a five, Torque Pendulum with a five. Tough one to get an average on there, Zoobs, I think. Scores sort of all over the place besides the very high end. And love to see, I, I think, three or four names I, I don't think we've seen before in there tonight. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for welcome everybody coming by. Yeah, so Chris and Yamoje, and you mentioned Gandalf Lagrin, been around for a little while, but nice to see a new newish names, people in there uh, making the names. And I noticed some of the new some of the new chatters are going six, and I see some of the long time sort of people who've been here for a very long time. Our own mod in the two range, the jaded um, vets. You have to be, but also like you have to be pretty low on a show to be somebody who's in here every week talking about it and be voting two tonight. You got to get to think it's a pretty bad show. Oh, so, yeah. and um, you know, I, I value good friend Jake's opinion and lots absolutely. of there were low scores Four in there, there, but for me, this, right this show was even close to sniffing it too. No, yeah, not I'm surprised. I would, I'd be willing, I'd be, I would, I'm thinking more like it's a. Again, I fell asleep for half of it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose <laughs> also, your score's only, uh, Matt, yeah. did you watch any of this show tonight? Yeah, that's an incomplete, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was asleep for actually, like, three quarters of it. Okay, well. I'm, but it was pretty I'm good. Show of four. Uh, I thought the main event whipped ass. I thought we got maybe the best Brian Danielson AEW promo. Uh, there was movement forward towards some things that I like. Uh, yeah, not a blowaway episode of Dynamite, but yeah, better. Better than whatever the bullshit was the other week, the the three seven five from or that that was junk. But uh, yeah, a four a four from here. I think I would be four and a half, um, only because 
you know, we were sort of looking for like what new things are happening, and I at least sort of got some answers to those things. I was really yeah. appreciated. Which was but like, we'll see. Maybe it'll shift as we go through the show. I want to clarify. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't sleeping, but I did watch uh, maybe <laughs> half of it, and I thought it was pretty good. Okay, so combined, you and show you and Zoobs have a picture put of it together. You put, you put it together. You'll he get. texted me right before he fell asleep and said, "Can you?" Of course, that's that know. famous Zoobs and Matt chemistry. I'm not surprised. Go in the corner surprised. and I tag him. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. I stayed wide awake for this episode of Dynamite. Walk us all the way through it, and Zoobs is fully caught up. So uh, here we go. Dynamite opens not with the worst song in the world this week, but rather with Revolution uh, clips. Clips, uh, like a highlight reel from the pay-per-view. I love this. Uh, I just thought it was a really cool way to open, sort of refresh my mind on how kick-ass Hangman and Mox in the main event were. Uh, And then we would get really some uh, affecting follow-up about that main event uh, later on in the show. So I thought that was a cool way to open up. I tweeted this out at our uh, account, at wrestling underscore brain. But it really reminded me of being a kid growing up in a household where uh, we were we I, I never watched the pay-per-views, right? Right. And so you'd you'd go, you'd go leave for the weekend, you'd be like, oh, I know there's a pay-per-view Sunday, but then the raw becomes even better because you're just so excited to find out what happened on the pay-per-view. And I was just sort of heartened tonight to see this clip show. I was like, oh man, if I was this age, because you only ever got stills before, I'm like, oh man, you're getting like the dead eye through the table to open this up. Like, I I hope the kids today are appreciating. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I also didn't like like there was like kind of on one hand the amount of pay-per-views that I would have seen live uh as a kid. You did sort of like you do forget until you pointed it out even. Um how major those moments felt uh, how, and how you would, you know, like AEW doesn't really replay that stuff all that often. They don't do no. a lot of replay. They don't do a lot of um catching you up. To their, which is to their betterment. I it absolutely say. is to the benefit of the like the weekly watcher, but you sort of you remember, you sort of think back to some of that the the absolute heyday of the stuff. Like they're showing you the clips over and over again. Like you're seeing them, you're seeing the big moments so many times. And I think AEW almost almost undersells some of their their big moments. Sometimes you might get a well put together package. You get these ways that it's redone, but I think you I think you we don't relive AEW as much as we probably could. No, and you know, this is maybe getting a little in the weeds, but I will just say I would prefer that even taken to its extreme. We live in a media market now where when you're watching this, you largely have control of it. Like, I don't need to be fed the replay. Most of the old Japanese wrestling I watch doesn't go to replay or like very seldom goes to replay. If I want to see a cool spot again, you know what I do, Zoobs? What's that? And I hit 15 seconds back on the on the remote, and I see the spot again. And I think a lot of people are taking in things that way. So, yeah, you can keep the replays away. Uh, except for this opening, which I thought was really, really cool. Unlike that being that, that cool thing, we open up here with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Zoom, you pointed out that Orange Cassidy is their go-to guy in this spot. Important role in the company. It's proven to be exactly correct. I think this is like his fourth of the last five Dynamites opening up the show. So. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, Tony Khan gave an answer on Twitter that I wanted to read aloud on the show because a lot of people were asking, why on earth is Orange Cassidy wrestling Jay Lethal again? A very fair question, right, Subes? And I'm just asking you if this is a satisfying answer, okay? Did you see what he tweeted out about this? Only thing I saw Tony Khan tweet tonight was thanking me for watching. <laughs> well, this was, the, okay, so for clarity, this was yesterday when this match was announced. Uh, you go. saw maybe some hubbub about it. So here's what he said. Uh, he's responding to somebody who said, why is this match happening? He says, given that the series is tied one in one, the challenger 
Jay Lethal, is the last man to pin the reigning champion clean. The first fight was a big box office success. And get this, their rematch was AEW's most watched match of 2023 so far. That, <laughs> I, I, what week was that? Was that just sort of like a, because obviously it opened the show. Yeah. And they opened to their highest rating a lot of the time. Um, thank you to Thomas for subscribing with Prime saying Sludge. Sludge. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, that stuff doesn't mean anything to me as a fan. Right. Yeah. It's I like, say, I'm, I, I, when I see the, when I see Jay Lethal, I sort of, I get up, I'm hitting the TV. I'm like, oh, I think I got a repeat here. <laughs> yeah, on my cable on. provider. I say, hey, what's going on with the channel? Uh, that said, yeah. I, I meant that about the ratings and the draw. I appreciate sure. that he does bring up this guy is the last guy to pin the champ clean. That is obviously a reason for him to to get in there. But all that said, it did very little for me on the night of. I, I really thought this match just drug, dragged. Got to be dragged. Dra <laughs> I'm going drug. <laughs> drug that, 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 that's me on Friday night, folks. Drug. Uh, um, but no, I, I I thought this match really dragged then. Um, even the ending, it was a good orange uh, punch, but I don't know. Were, were you able to get into this one at all, Zoops? No, uh, I love the Orange Cassidy, and I love the spot he's in, and I love what he's done for the company. We've we've been up and down this. Um, the Jay Lethal first match of the night, just a bad tone setter for me. It's the yeah. it's orange juice before brushing my teeth. It's just like, ah, wish I hadn't, wish we hadn't started this way because I'm you're coming in excited about the shows. And you have this the is cool... a really cruel way to frame Jay Lethal, but it honestly does cross my mind. Is there anyone that you would? It's Orange Cassidy versus. Is there anyone on the roster you'd be less interested in seeing than Jay Lethal? Uh, you could have made you could have made a Jarrett one on one there, and they tease <laughs> tease the win for you. I mean, they did. They are now. They are. That yeah. is the match in Winnipeg next week. So, good work, you everybody. Go. You had him in the tag scene. Now you got him in the. Uh, the All Atlantic scene. We got Jeff Jarrett all wrestling. All international. They're going to rename the title for him. Can't wait to talk about that later. Um, yeah. Just how about you in the chat? Was anybody <laughs> able to get into this one? Yeah, I'm looking through this. Doesn't really look that way. Uh, but again, it's it's a we're covering this week to week because we are a week to week show. I still am thinking very highly of Orange Cassidy's All Atlantic reign. <laughs> They went so fast saying this is the one that put me to sleep. No, but it's the it was the melatonin before I half an hour yeah. before. <laughs> it wasn't a stage center for staying awake. <laughs> yeah. It was nine o'clock tea where I was like, what what could it possibly do to me? And then 9 30, I'm like, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh okay, so of course Orange Cassidy does pick up the win off of an orange punch. Uh I forgot to mention the start of this match. AEW, we can't we can go backwards in some ways. We cannot go backwards to the audio issues era. I I can't go there. Did, did you catch the zooms that the commentary was coming over the the in arena speakers at the beginning? No, that's awesome. For like thirty seconds. And then, uh, anyway, it's like I I can't go back. You won't take me back. We we. This is the one thing where New York's production is terrible, and I hate how often they cut. But there aren't mistakes in this way. It's purposeful disaster. Um, this just makes them feel so low rent to me. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it just makes me feel like I'm watching a crappy thing. It's like probably, this is on television. Yeah, it's probably how seriously we take our audio that I think probably is what inspires it out of you, right? Honestly, like the deep honestly, that crosses my mind. The deep frustrations with it. 
It's that's a house sounds issue engineer issue. Irish Mac twenty one says, not my problem. Like it, 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 so, uh, AW, yeah, I'll have so a large pepperoni, uh, one medium cheese pizza. And AW pizza, keeps, and, and, oh, AW keeps so ends up in the exact same spot. It's a, WWE <laughs> uses the exact same people, presumably, right? Like the in arena guys, and yet they never run into that issue. And AW always does. So I'm not buying that Irish Mac. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what do I work in HR? I don't care who's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Clearly, um, it's a it's a it's a thorn under your fingernail right here, and it just reminds me of something that used to happen to them all the time. No going back. Uh, OC wins with the gold punch, and then we get Jeff Jarrett running in, and uh, he hits Orange Cassidy with the guitar, and they now announce Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the uh, at this time All Atlantic title uh, in Winnipeg next week, and. Uh, yeah, can't can't say that moves my. Where, does that get you going at all, Supes? Um, only sort of in a like they tell me that something bad is going to happen next week, and I'm like, kind of want to see something bad happen, <laughs> right? No, it's like yeah, it's a chance. This is terrible, and everybody hates it. It's sort of my like, you want that... Jarrett to win the all. You never know. I've all, I've always said the only thing that comes as close to as when when wrestling is really good is when wrestling is like dog shit terrible and makes a lot of people mad. <laughs> it's the only thing that like comes close <laughs> uh, in terms of the reaction it gets out of people. So I'm um, not hoping for that, but I reserve in my mind the possibility that that could happen. Oh, for sure. I mean, it would uh, get a big reaction. Um, I mean, we just saw it happen in the tag division, but they just talked about the title. They're in Winnipeg, which sort of like you almost feel like it's a place, a city that you would do something. We saw the title change hands in Toronto, right? We sure did. What a memory. Uh, and now, in the mock spot, the second segment promo. Oh, man, double J. He is a fucking demon. Don't leave me alone. Now, I can't believe I gotta watch this guy wrestle for more titles. It makes me sick to my stomach. I can't believe it's happening again. I get older, he stays the same fucking age. He's still opening the shitty matches and gonna win titles. He's opening the shows doing this. He's the first segment on the show when you do I, I all he does is wrestle for titles. I mean, yeah, all he's done is wrestle for titles and like wrestle to get title shots. It's basically all he's done. Good for him. Um, Qui Gon Jinju saying it's a testament to OC's reign. Uh, that I wonder if it might be decent. Yeah, OC's a good enough wrestler. I mean, it's not going to be an incredible defense because I mean, Jarrett has literally at no point in his 400 year long career had a good match, but you know, you can't get it done with prime AJ Styles or Samoa Joe. I, I don't know. God bless Orange Cassidy, but you know you're a hundred years older, and he's Orange Cassidy. We'll see. Yeah, Jared's um, a Jared's a real veteran compared to where he could back then, though. Now he's like you know seasoned, thirty eight um, years in, in the <laughs> or whatever it is. Ay ay ay. The wonderful other mod, Maddie Mac, the axe of the network, gonna be in the building next week at uh, Winnipeg Dynamite, and this is a, a great plug as ever. Matty, you can throw the link in the chat. He made some wonderful wrestling brand stickers. Wow, I think it's cool. $10 for a five-pack. Isn't that cool? Cool sticker. Very cool. He got a whole bunch of them. Uh, he'll drop the link in there. Uh, Torque Penderloin is 65% certain Jarrett is winning the belt off Orange Cassidy. That definitely, no worse than 50-50 in my mind. Did, did you have a lean on that, Supes? I just snap gut decision out in the moment. I was like, oh, Jarrett's going to win next week. I don't know. Like it flashed into my head. I was like, yeah. they're renaming the title. They're doing it in Winnipeg. 
like a two week reign or, or something. Like I feel like Jeff Jarrett could pretty easily win that title next week. Hearing you say that makes me think it is going to happen. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It would be they've they've had a pretty they've had a pretty good history of those sort of things not actually happening though, right? They've had a they've they've done a pretty good job keeping that from from really happening. That, yeah, and, and I agree, and that is worth something, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Will wants OC or wants Jarrett to win just for my reaction on the post show. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Zoobs, you talk about this. <laughs> Come on. I won't well, even I'm... cover all Atlantic segments during this title. Right? How about that? I, my only option would be to say things I could try to four months, pull you back messages. into the room for. I don't even know Nasty what those things would be. For life. You and Matt are very uh, influential speakers to me. Your opinions go a long way. So yeah. certainly I would, uh, if you, if you in earnest thought that there was like a great title change and the match was good next week, I would hear it out. Maybe I would even like it. It just feels very unlikely. Segment two this week, Powerhouse Hobbs is in an Exploder Tease shirt on television. Zooms, he joins the ranks of Cash Wilder and Dax Harwood, uh, our own in-house Bobby Burritos, made the shirt that Powerhouse Hobbs was wearing on TV tonight. And uh, he just cuts a promo about the, the TNT title. Wardlow, I'm coming. You're tough, I'm tougher. You're big, I'm bigger. Let's uh, sort of primes up for the main event this Thank evening. Thank you. Wow. For the gift I get this. Speaking of, speaking of plugs. Generous. Very generous. And we thank you. Very generous. Very generous to give out five subs. Speaking of plugs, Josh, it's Dennis Dirty Work. We're on, right on time with uh, oh. the five gifted. Thank you so much, uh, Dennis, for the five subs. Uh, and yes. Put the, the link in there. Dennis was nice enough to interview me on his show, Dirty Work, this week. It came out on uh, Monday. I talk a bunch about Matt and Zoobs on it, and this channel, obviously, and our community, and my Discord. So if you are watching this right now, it probably pertains to your... I mean, I would think that... I'm not saying go watch it right now, but, you know, tomorrow... Look, Mark, put it in your to watch. Watch it at some point. Definitely go watch it at some point. It's on my Twitter feed. It's on Dennis's, uh, and he'll put the link in there. Dennis Dirty Work, thank you very much. So many plugs tonight, Zoobs. Look at look at this. We're we're uh, we, we're a machine in motion. I like it. On corporate, yeah. Gone. We need we need those the cons. We need to start se like selling the rights to the games. You're right. How do we how do we do that? Like merch match brought to you by blank. Right. We would. I would like. Who who's the the big arms dealer out of the states that everybody hates? Halliburton? Yeah, I would even allow them to. I, I need the cash. Let's. If it was a good uh, enough segment. Yeah, if it was a good enough segment. Well, yeah, we would just like nuke the bad shirt and merch match or something and be like, and if you happen to need a nuke. Yeah, right? We'd, we'd be like, nuke of the week for the. That shirt's the nuke of the week. And we would I like, think there's, this has legs. I think so too. Well, let's, let's, let's act like we have the sponsorship once my friend gets around and we'll. Track more flies with honey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks is out. And I thought this was a nice, uh, I don't know if they're this nuanced, but this is how I would book a company. So I like to think that they are. I like we do the Powerhouse Hobbs segment and then we cut to Ricky Starks entering. It's like a slight reminder yeah. of these connection in our minds. Like without them ever interacting, there's still like this thing going on there. Maybe not, but I did read it that in that way. He comes out to a pretty big reaction, I got to say. Uh, th this crowd here in uh, Sacramento liking the man Ricky Starks quite a bit. He comes out and he says, what's next? I'll let you know what's next before he does. Bullet Club. 
Bullet Club is for life, Zoobs. It's not Jay White. It is Juice Robinson here to attack Ricky Starks and set up uh, Ricky's next feud and match. I think this match is going to cook. I can't wait to watch Starks and Juice. I really think that's going to be a good match. I would love for that to main event to Dynamite, even though that feels maybe a little unlikely. What do you think? Is there a chance that could main event? Uh, it could. I, I don't know. They It could. It honestly, it, like talent-wise and, and star pie wise it could. Uh, I feel like it's maybe either a mid, either like the Kyrie in the hour or would open the show. Right. Yeah. Maybe more natural as an open now that you bring it up. Um, I know some people um, maybe aren't as hot on as juice as I am, but I, I really think this will be a cool feud. And I like in a meta way that Tony Storm and juice get to work together. And it's like, I, I like couples getting like, I, the only excuse I give wrestlers for going back to New York is if their partners work there. Cause this is, you know, a business where you're on the road all the time. So uh, yeah, good for juice. Um, I thought the yeah. Ricky promo was pretty good too. It wasn't super elaborate, but it was, it avoided all the landmines of the, the Ricky stuff that I like a little less. Nice to get him to be able to like consolidate the win over Jericho as well. Just sort of like officially put into words like he's moving on. And I think it's cathartic for us as people that right. want to see that happen to sort of get the clarity. Like he won. He gets to talk about it for a minute and announce what he's doing next. Like that seems like a fair result of having won the feud. Um, and I, like you, even regardless of my um, feeling towards Juice Robinson one way or the other, just sort of happy to sort of get a, a feud like this for Ricky where I can just be like, okay, right. beat a guy. Like, you know what I mean? Sort of absolutely not, doesn't have to be mind games or to these levels, like just beat a good, a good competitor that we don't know a ton about as, as like AEW only audience. So I think it's, I think it's a good call for a good follow-up as sort of a, a little indie cred uh, yeah. mixed in here. Uh, Irish Mac 21 asking, can somebody give me a little history on juice? Why do you folks like this pairing with Ricky? Uh, he is a Bullet Club member from New Japan who has relocated to Florida. Uh, I like him largely for his Moxley series in New Japan. He's had a bunch of wonky gimmicks uh, that I would say are have not fit him especially well, but he's sort of dialing in as just a bit more of a straightforward Bullet Club guy. Would you say that's a fair summation, Zoobs? Yeah, I would say that, I guess. Yeah, you know more about Juice than I do, and, and I'm probably higher on him than I am. Um, sure. You can definitely attest that, like, some had the craziest bad run of gear in recent history. I agree that I with that. I imagine he, um, he sort of has that Claudio syndrome where he's a guy that when he's wrestling, I'm all in on, but yes. I've seen him do three different things besides the wrestling, and they're all bad. It's like, well, it might be the guy that does it's hard to find a gimmick for some people. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy for Claudio. I think Juice, it's kind of easy, but Claudio, I can never think of anything, even though he's like one of the most charismatic in ring wrestlers imaginable. It's 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 borderline nuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again, just a guy that you sort of the position that that person's taking, but they don't know a lot about. Um, it's almost like a better way to even go in and just yeah. sort of like take in um, him in in this in this role. I'm interested to see him get something meaty and juicy as well, to sort of like show some of who he is instead of just like showing up. You know, sometimes these these guys that they bring in just get to show up and say one thing and then have a match. And then I would I would like this to sort of be something where we can get a little bit more on juice in AEW. Totally agree. Uh, Matt, I kind of feel like you could be a juice Robinson guy. Have you seen much of him? It, it seems like you could be a juice guy. I saw him versus uh, I believe the king of pro wrestling. Toriano. Yeah, of course. I, uh, oh, right. You I think watched that for my Patreon, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. I don't think there's enough 
personality there for me yet, but maybe it can come through. But I think like like you said, he I I've seen him. I've seen pictures of him looking completely different so many different times. <laughs> so like I'll wait till I see like an extended run in AEW before I pass judgment, but um, I think he's pretty cool. good. Everything I've seen of him is pretty good. Awesome. Uh, well, let's continue that discussion with the first of three Keep It or Kick It's of the evening, Zoobs. Of course, Keep It or Kick It, the game where I pull a prompt from my wrestling brain. I throw the prompt to these Zoobs and you, the Brainiacs, in the chat, and you must go over to your emotes bar and tell me if you want to keep or kick this prompt. Zoobs, this prompt, I hope it's divisive, but maybe, maybe it'll be one-sided. Keep it or kick it. This statement, Juice Rob, or I suppose not this statement, just keep it or kick it. Juice Robinson holding gold in AEW this year. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it. Let me know, Zoobs. What are the people saying? Well, it started off one way, and then it sort of it sort of pulls back into a little more of an Phew. even thing. We got a lot of kicks out of the gate. It's hi, it's me, RL, Stake of Buns, Nibbles 05, Danny DeRosha, Ashley Kutcher, Sever One, Scoots Birdo, and Tor Penderloin all kicking it. So that's almost double digits right there. VZ yeah. keeps it, though, to split it up, and then I am Ahab kicks it. Uh, two in a row on keep from good friend Jake and Dennis Dirty Work, but then three more kicks from CSUP, uh, Charlie McGinnis, and Gandalf Lundgren. Maddie Mack is keeping it. Two more kicks, Corvax 1266, no clue what this is. Then there's Dark Lord DKL, and then keeps from Thomas W and Qui Gon and Juice. Kicks three, yum, OJ, keep enough there that I'm interested from. I'm Rick Vanderhuge, and kick from Hey, my name is Will. It's uh, it looks like 16 6 kick. Look at that math from Maddie Mack. 16 hey. to 6 kick. So that's about 50-50, I think. Something uh, approaching. Another great split by me. Um, <laughs> Zoom, so not, so, it's not, so, not so tough. Uh, yeah, making it look easy. Especially when you just lie. It's, it's never easier than just pretending something else happened. The thing you want it to happen. Um, how about you, Zoom? So where do you come down on this one? Now, of course, by gold, one half of a tag team, all Atlantic, TNT, hell, even the damn FTW would count. Uh, I probably kick this. I like him and think he's good. I don't think it needs to be that he is a champion. A lot of people in those those lines. Um, I'd like to see in those spots. I will be repping with the six. A keep for me. He feels almost like the definitive guy that people. We talk so much about expectations on here, Zoobs, and how they can work both against you and for you. Juice Robinson seems like a definitive guy that they you wouldn't expect to win the TNT would win and then could break out from it. Like that, that's such a, it's right there. And I think people are genuinely ready for bullet club presence on AEW. I'm not, but the elite are so cornball that even, even the bullet club guys running around and be like, Oh my gosh, these, these guys are serious. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would be a uh, keep great transitional guys says Maddie Mac. Yeah. I agree with that too. 
I just I it's not that I don't agree with you about the that usage of him. I just don't know that that AEW is in a place where like they were they're making that investment. Sure. Right? Not yeah. that he couldn't pay that investment off. And that's more than fair enough. Yeah, I totally get that. Wardlow's backstage in a seven-star FDR shirt. Don't know if you saw this on Twitter today, Zoobs, but Wardlow was saying his car got broken into and someone stole his gear. Loser. Yeah, it's terrible to do. What I'm at, I'm at you, you, you steal the bag of a wrestler, though. You're like, oh, I got this duffel bag. Oh, it's going to be great. You're like, what the fuck? You got black <laughs> singlet, high boots. It's all gigantic on you. You're like, what the I risk going to jail for this. What am I going to do with this? Uh, so good. I've dealt with tons of loss lately, I think, as people know, says Wardlow in his FTR shirt that he says his friends were willing to lend him, which I thought was, uh, I don't know, I like little stuff like that. Reminders of the pinnacle, and you know, I, I like those little attention to detail. Uh, he says, powerhouse, you're acting tough. Let's make it tough. Let's go tonight. Falls count anywhere. And Zoobs, it was in this moment that I knew I would love our main event tonight. Ruby Soho's in the ring. Oof. <laughs> uh, I listen. I saw lots of people were saying nice things about this promo. Let let me sure. say that out the gate. There were there was a lot of nice things being said about this promo. You got okay. any, you got anything? Zoom, you got anything nice to say on this one? I saw a lot of people saying there's nice stuff here. I don't know uh, if it was necessarily. Yeah, I just heard. I, I I hear what you're saying. I don't know if necessarily you're reading nice things. I think that people were saying this is the best we've seen of Ruby Soho. Some of that. No, there were definitely people being like, nice "Oh, thing. this is awesome." I thought the, uh, I thought she uh, put it together in the back half. People started to get, people started yes. getting a real turn on her. And my only my only early moment, I was like, "You had to be bigger than Renee Paquette <laughs> to be calling yourself a monster." It's <laughs> like you made this monster. I was like, "You're smaller than Renee Paquette, who's not a professional wrestler." Uh, well, so but you're listen, like delivering you created this monster just so half heartedly. It's like you created this monster. If she got there, though, I will say I, at the end, credit. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I. I think they're nice. They look good together, the three of them. Like it's a really, it's a looks like a really complete act already. The outsiders. Um, it's fun to think of them going leather jacket shopping. All three sort of iconic leather jacket wears in pro. Maybe Finn Balor could go along. You know, some iconic leather jacket wears. Um, I, I thought it was cool that she's like, oh yeah, you know, you remember what happened when I beat Chris Statlander? And everyone's like, yeah, Chris Statlander. It's like people remember Chris Statlander. That I thought that was really heartening and uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, and a good job, um, you know, playing with a, a way, a different, a different viewpoint to have on events that went down. I guess, right? Yeah, you sure. Could say, and and sort of grounding it in that logic. Um, you know, I am optimistic in that. Like you're, I'm, you're hoping to get something out of the Ruby Soho addition to the roster that we got a while ago. And after the after the when she first showed up, after it sort of like she lost all the big opportunities that she she was given in the in the matches. She sort of like faded for quite a while, and you're like, yeah. If, if, if this is something that can get something out of her, um, and be a positive part of the show, then I'm okay with the how rocky this sort of started out. And it is sort of booking 101. Like if you have a big heel faction running around your division, 
there is a lot that can be done with that. And this division could use some anchoring. So if I'm to take a positive spin on it, the problem is I don't know how good Saray and Ruby will be isolated from Tony. And you almost need like those three to be able to break off into twos and ones to make this sort of live out and anchor the division. But in theory, like it's a really complete looking act and they could be that for the division. So I'll definitely... But I, I didn't really see what people were saying. I saw a lot of real positivity about this. And I see in our chat, some people were there too. So maybe I'm just a hater for Ruby Soho. And, and it did get there in the end. But I, I did think some of the delivery was very just like, you're saying one thing, but everything else is telling me another. Like you're, you're saying the words, but no part of you is like, you know, just giving it off. Um, And there's, there's wrestling. Kenny Omega is somebody who I would say is, a not amazing promo but gives off what he's trying to say a lot of the time in a really good way and i think of athena is you know anyway i i didn't think it was the the greatest but there's there's reason for optimism going forward yeah uh she's here to take on sky blue who she did lay in with a big right straight early in this match which i thought was cool you know i, I like a little getting out there um yeah, there was not a ton to say here. Maybe a three-minute match, but Sky Blue seems to be somebody that there's reason to think will be a future player in this division at pretty high level. Zub, do you think so? Yeah, a little beatdown. I think it's good. Uh, you know, one of the counter things that comes out of the group that they're making is you get to have people like Willow come out and stand tall, and and you get to have new baby faces sort of team up in ways that uh, they sort of are forced into, right? Like Willow and Sky Blue are going to have to develop more of a relationship yep. one way or the other and it allows other people to sort of build in the orbit of it so um sort of that to me stands out more than the sky blue match itself yeah the, i mean and and i think that was mostly the reason uh nice to see willow nightingale run out for the save she does try to convince ruby soho for a moment you'll remember they were a tag team for a brief second there uh ruby doesn't care she, they beat her down the three of them and the crowd is very sympathetic for Willow and Sky being beaten down here. So yeah, good, good stuff on whole. Um, yeah, just not not my favorite, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and again, the big pop for Santlander is deeply encouraging. Yeah, and sort of get, sort of implies that were she there, she would be even in the numbers right now, right? Sort of as the yeah, the, like underrated, unaffiliated baby faces. Stakebun saying, do we think they're still getting Mercedes Monet because she'd fit in well with the baby faces here? Does he mean the heels? They fit in very well with the with the heels, that's for sure. Yeah, the heels are the the New York people coming into to Jacksonville. But the the baby faces, yeah, I I I was trying to think the other day of who could fill that fourth heel spot. I think like Tay Conti was the only person I could think of. She was in NXT for a while, mm. uh, or Ty Mello now, I should say. Um, I couldn't think of too many people on the roster who were ex-New York. Athena, could you not? Yeah, I, I thought of Athena, but I feel like ROH champion probably won't sure. be. But I don't know. Maybe if, if that counts, though, yeah, Athena would play uh, too, for sure. Um, or Stake Up saying she'd be the one good New York person. I don't know why you'd like throw, like, I don't know. I think you keep it the the New York people versus the uh no he means Hulk like the one the actual good wrestler in the faction oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh renee young backstage with the hangman hangman adam page rocking a shiner off of his texas death encounter with mox on a sunday that zoobs and i were both gigantic fans of i love this from renee given off like a very gentle actually caring about hangman vibe she says i know how john's doing obviously 
but how are you? That's just like, it's a nice mirroring of before where Hangman's sort of pressing her for being John's wife. And now it's, I don't know, there's, there's like a nice thing at play there where Hangman's now, they can relate over it. He's physically hurt, but spiritually and emotionally, he's doing great. Let that serve as a warning to anybody who wants to try to drag me to hell. I will take you there. Is that a MJF devil thing, Zoops? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Is that? I feel like that could be your double or nothing feud, but I think they're going to do coal before that. So if anything, that would be like a seed plant for down the road. Yeah. Or, I think or that's do you think Hangman's the next title defense for uh, Mr. Friedman? No, I think there'll be a TV thing. There'll be like a TV thing built up here shortly, I think. Is Blood and Guts the next one? You got me. Yeah, I, I feel like this time of year, but no one's worse for this stuff than me, keeping track. This is a great time to remind everybody about patreon.com slash less than Jays. The Zoobs is covering the entirety of the Blue Jays roster, giving you one podcast a day about a member of the team. I have this right, Zoobs, yes? Yeah, sometimes two because it's 40 and 30. So I did two uh, the first five days to get the first 10 players out of the way to catch up. That, I, if you're a baseball person, there really isn't any better con. If somebody did that for something I loved, gosh, and I am a patron of Less Than Jays, but it just is such a cool concept what you're doing. I would love if somebody was just little podcast every day about a member of a wrestling roster or something. I really love what you're doing over there. Patreon.com slash Less Than Jays. Well, thank you. Uh, patreon.com slash j0shc of course my plug it's where my solo wrestling discourse goes down as well this week i'm not alone my series shootopia continues with the man behind the scenes matt prince is on this week's shootopia which is out now as we listen to an insane clown posse shoot interview from 2010 matt what do you have to say about uh, that shoot interview we talked about <laughs> Uh, just sort of following up from a, a conversation on Sunday. I won't say who, but one of the two hosts or one of the two people on this uh, Patreon podcast uh, began to fall in love with the Insane Clown Posse. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying who. Again, this is not me to say. It's not me to give anything away. But uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it might surprise you. Of course, people might be wondering why why you listen to a musician shoot interview. People may forget they started as indie wrestlers and are the only tag team in history to wrestle in WWF, WCW, ECW, TNA, and Ring of Honor. They were in all of these locker rooms and there are no holds barred because they don't care about uh, winning these people over. So fantastic stuff. Patreon.com says J0SHC. $5 a month gets you all of Shootopia, the rest of my solo content, and into my Discord where the best wrestling discourse on earth is going down. Thomas W. calls that the best, one of the best things he's ever listened to. Shuto the ICP app? He says Shootopia in general. Oh, wow. Thanks, Thomas. It's, it's my favorite thing I've ever made, for sure. I've never, I've never worked harder on a piece of content or been happier with it. I really feel like I'm in the pocket with it. And just think about, like, the things that he's listened to in his life, right? Music, like the sound of his loved one's voices, like nature. Wow, yeah, that stuff plays. <laughs> well, that's the best <laughs> vlog ever. I was really thinking of, you know, your, your, your wife's beautiful voice. One of the best you know. things he's ever listened to. That's, that's fucking amazing. incredible Thank praise. You, Thomas. What, a, what a nice thing to say. Uh, and finally, if you've heard some of the sound alerts tonight, you've heard the songs. They are all created by the mastermind that is Matt Prince. If you want him to help you with some audio for any sort of project, podcast, stream, whatever you need, he can and does help this community out. You can reach out to him at Mr. Matty Pie on Twitter, M R 
M-A-T-T-Y-P-I-E. Mr. Matty Pie, he can dress up your project. Voiceovers, music, sounds, whatever you need. He's the man. You can hire him just to hang out while you're doing your content. And like, he doesn't have to say or do anything. He's a nice presence to have here, isn't he, Zoo? Just have him muted in the call with you. I think that's a great use of, of Matt as well. You pay him a fee to do that. It's awesome. When I pop Matt, it means something to me on this show. I know he's only sort of half listening. Absolutely right. right. But then it's like, oh, you hear him? It's like, oh, I got him. Yeah. There was one on Sunday where you really got me, and I can't remember what it was. But uh, oh, that's great. kudos to you, Josh. I got one eye. I got one eye on the stream, one eye on the Whitecaps, which uh, could end. Matty right, Muse. Right. Maybe that's the new nickname, the Muse, Matt Prince. I like that. Oh, I don't mind that. <laughs> like the, like I like the band. That. I like that better than Dynamite. The like, Muse. The like Muse. Like the band yeah. who speaks yeah. truth to power. <laughs> yes, the Muse, Matt Prince is good. Zoops. I think you've done it. <laughs> I pulled that from the chat. I think that's. Uh, I think that's Irish Mac Twenty One, Matty Muse. Matty yeah. Nibble till five redeeming for a sip of the working man i've got my my water bottle and i've got water in here Zeus. Uh, but ice as well oh, that's awesome you are you doing the show without a drink tonight uh, i had a drink during the music coming in okay it's astonishing that you you can talk so much and not need a drink maybe i'm just too thirsty of a guy well you know i'm waking up in the middle of the night taking a piss i can't do that oh man i piss all night it's once crazy. I'm down, once I'm down, I gotta stay down, you know? Yeah, no, fair enough. It's better to dehydrate yourself. Uh, we get a promo, a post-match from Sunday promo from MJF. He's still covered in blood. Get your brain checked, he says. <laughs> Anyone who was picking against him or thought that he couldn't beat Brian Danielson in an Ironman match. Next week in Winnipeg, it's not only going to be a birthday celebration, it's going to be, uh, I, I couldn't quite make out what he said, but it's some sort of like redo of his bar mitzvah. Yeah, he's having a re-bar mitzvah, whatever, however you yeah, um, say that properly. He's having a second bar mitzvah. So uh, look forward to that next week in Winnipeg. I think that'll probably be a giant segment to tell us a lot about where we're going for the next little while. Yeah, pretty cool. And get your brain checked, yeah, in general. Yeah, no, exactly right. FTR is out to a Wait, massive one, one sec, reception. Josh. One sec, the Josh. biggest stars on the show, the talk I, guys. I, I got something for you, Josh. Yeah. Rebar mitzvah? What is this? The coming in, of age of a construction site? Yep. Love it. Love it. <laughs> little working man humor. Yeah, you know how to get to me. Well, construct with the rebar? Those guys are tough rebar guys. You don't hard work. FTR get an enormous reaction. It is. You don't want to be doing rebar. Oh, my God. A huge reception for FTR. The biggest stars on the show, FTR. Cash talks about how it's been a tough little run for them. They lost three tag belts in the span of a couple weeks. They've lost to the guns. They've lost to the acclaimed. But they can't sit at home in good conscience and watch this guns reign. They're good, but they're not better than them. Because AEW is the best wrestling show in the world and FTR are on it. He wouldn't call it AEW the best wrestling show in the world if these guys weren't signing, right? I would think. Well, I mean, it's hard to he might, but yeah, I think they're I think they're I think they're sticking. Feels like they have subliminally the, like he might, you know. Talking about all the talking about all the things they've done and then yes, they had the losses, but like the the freedom to do the things they've done in the last little bit. It's hard for me to believe that they have like a vision of how they're wrestling going forward. That is anything other than that. Especially when they've already held all the belts there. Yeah. But listen, uh, also, you know, 
there's it comes a time when it's sort of it's sort of I guess that sort of seems like cashing your chips in, right? Sure. Where like we we see it as oh man, why wouldn't they want to keep making the highest art forever and ever? And it's like, but also if you felt you'd done everything, why wouldn't you want to like cash out and be like, okay, let's go do like we'll do house shows and not have to not have to like chase this thing because we did it right. You know so what I call that? Giving up. <laughs> Finn Balor's career. Oh, folks. Yeah, did the art in Japan. I'm I'm collecting a paycheck now, brother. Um, you know Nakamura, the guy that I always and I always think about in this situation. Like you could think, oh man, he must the, the, must missing out on the like the all the acclaim and the praise. Maybe he digs surfing and like make, yeah. making a shitload of money, like hanging out. But a good point in the in the chat as well. Danny Rocha, Dax, a lot of time off, sort of big family man, sort of um, thing that he's doing. I don't know that they would want you know a crazy schedule wherever they go. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. And they deserve that if they want to be attraction tag wrestlers. That's fine, buddy. Yeah. Uh, they get that, then they hand the mic over to the Dax man. I've said a lot about how I fight for my wife and daughter, and boy, has he. But I want to switch gears. Great. It's you guys I love. What a baby face. Just, just going to the crowd and like, I love you guys. Um, he's here, and they have to win the AW World Tag Team Championships. For them, the Briscoes, and the fans. Do the Briscoes sort of live on through FTR for a little run here? I'm surprised you, you were talking about um, Cash's promo when you're talking about all the losses he met he uh, starts to try to talk about the brisk the loss of jim briscoe and is choked up yeah um in the moment so i think for sure they sort of um they become part of this story for sure and and very very clearly stated here you know that's very sweet and to be that yeah absolutely right and something and and an easy you know for us we've been talking about the tag division tone and direction um pretty extensively especially around the pay-per-view um it's refreshing to have this at least, even if they, even if they, you know, it's, it's what we want out of the AEW tag division. They feel welcome back. Don't they? Yeah. I'm glad they're here. I don't hate this call from Visa in the chat. Mark Briscoe going with FTR just for one, a trio's one off uh, one time. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope they do it. Let cash and Mark do a ton of the, the double teams, let them run through the Briscoe's moves. I feel like those guys are tied, you know, the collar, the huge spot to the apron. That could be a lot of fun. Jade Cargill's backstage and she's asked if she feels challenged in AEW. <laughs> yeah, it seems like maybe like asking the Zooms if he's tall and handsome. It's like some things are self-evident. You just have to ask Jade Cargill if she feels she's, she's the longest winning streak of the company's history. Nice I, I imagine her, not very. It's nice to see her get asked a fresh question, though. But she never has to address this, so finally. <laughs> Do you feel challenged? No. She's beaten everybody in America, but she will be willing to give one whack-ass Canadian a chance in Winnipeg next week. Zoops, this is me calling for Vancouver's champion, Nicole Matthews. Let her hit the Vancouver maneuver on Jade Cargill. Let's do it. She's fought Asuka for the NXT title. Let her fight Jade Cargill for the TBS title. I don't know who that is, but sounds great. Sounds pretty awesome. Thank you for trusting me. Uh, who Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know the Winnipeg local scene well enough to give you a confident answer. Uh, isn't Taryn from accounting from she's from the prairies for sure? Um, but no, I, I don't have a good enough bead on that uh, scene. Does anybody in the chat have a good call? 
a Valkyrie would be my, would be my guess. Okay, yeah, Ty Valkyrie. That would make sense. Trish Stratus. Yeah, Trish That's right. Trish Stratus. Best oh, yeah, Phoenix. Rosemary would count. Best Phoenix, technically, no. Uh, maybe it's Natalia Neidhart. I mean, I'm just guessing. Natty. That would actually be. Because <laughs> Natty Neidhart. Can you imagine if Natty Neidhart How showed Tony up do it? Brett beside her at AEW? How did Tony do it? Uh... <laughs> Winnipeg in the grave after that. Good golly. <laughs> Oh, I don't care about this next one too much. It would feel like a moment, would it not? If Natty showed up on AEW, you'd be like, this is unbelievable. It feels like in Canada, yeah, it would feel absolutely gigantic. It basically couldn't feel bigger. <laughs> it would be the most important Natty has ever felt to me in her career. How and that's not Tony insulting her. It would be the most any, lots of wrestlers with good careers would mean to me. That would feel huge. Most of you saying Gail Kim, by the way. Oh, God, Gail Kim's a great guest, too. Jade Chung's Canadian as well. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah. Any of those names would be great. I'd, I'd come unglued for Gail Kim. That'd be awesome. Hold up. Maybe, maybe Natty Neidhart is sort of my dark horse here. Sharpshooter. Can Jade take a sharpshooter? Jeez, only one. I'll tell you that much. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, Zeus. I oh, no. Is this the one? No, you didn't fall asleep here. Oh, you did. Oh, no. Did you fall asleep here? Chris Jericho, Garcia, and Guevara? Last thing I remember, brother. <laughs> Fuck me! All right, the JAS are here. Uh, this had to have been the part of the show that everyone was like, "Well, this is a two because I, I was, I straight up did not. My body didn't let me experience it. That's how bad this must have been." <laughs> Dennis started work saying, "What's Maddie Mindheart doing in the Dynamite Zone?" That's good. Well, that they just call her Natty now, right? Oh, they, is she no longer probably Maddie knowing them. You know, Tony would buy out the full name. Don't you dare look back. Come on! Say what if I? This is the classic. Not this is the funniest thing that when people that they it's like a wrestling trade thing. Here's the show where you have to guess who's under the mask, and there's not anyone who's seen a moment of pro wrestling in their lives. Like here's that's the Jericho. We're 100 percent here. They're like wondering if he's British or like they're the dumbest people in the entire world. I could probably rewatch. It's so funny because I know that that's not how it happens on the show, but it would be so funny if like all three judges immediately were like Jericho, 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 Jericho <laughs> <to the mascot. laughs> as soon as he goes, oh yeah, stop it, you know, next. <laughs> So it's very, very loud in my ear. I think you're asking me if you're better than Chris Jericho at singing, and the answer is yes. <laughs> Let me ask you a follow-up question, You've been in a lot of bands as Josh said, produced a lot of music. What percentage of singers that you heard in your life are worse than Chris Jericho? What percentage of singers in my life have you ever heard? I would say probably like 30%. So he's not, he's, he's, he's middling. He's middling. There are uh, middling to low middling. Alarming how long of a song you You read the whole song. You recorded the whole song. 
I can't believe the whole song is the bit. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. So uh, Jericho Garcia Guevara, they're here to fight top flight and AR Fox. What do you hear the banter over the song? <laughs> no, I think they probably heard they, what, they probably heard what I was hearing, which is uh, an incredibly loud song. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel uh, like you should, is there a way to is there a way to turn it down? Is there you know it must be? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's something that I need to do. <laughs> that's something that I need to do, and I just haven't. <laughs> Garcia's dancing around. Everybody's having a good time. Lots of moves. Uh, what, what's his name? Dante does a super cool back roll, so he like bumps out to the to the floor and then back mm. rolls up the ring, which is just it's an astonishing thing to do. Like it's just really an impressive thing to watch somebody do. Air Fox has nice charisma. The inverted six thirty is very fun. Just don't, just didn't care about this one. Jericho pins Darius, and Daddy Magic grabs the horn and lets us know it's the one year anniversary of the JAS Zoobs. It's the one year. Can you believe that? Holy, it's only been a year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I would have thought long. this game has been going on for like a year and a half. Yeah, I wonder when it'll cross the inner circle for uh, Jericho's AW faction. I guess that's of... it, right? It's like straight at, out of the inner circle. There's no time. Jake Hager never left. Right, right. That's why it feels like it's been around forever. He's been in something for it's like true. three and a half years. Daddy Magic nails entertainers, as uh, Ashton Kutcher points out, which is great. Garcia says, we're the number one contenders to the trio's titles. There's a House of Black tease. Lights go out. But it's not the House of Black. It's the Elite. And they say, oh, you're not the one number one contenders. We're, we're the number one contenders. We just lost the titles. Uh, we, we beat the Lucha Brothers a hundred times. We're, we're the number one contenders. And they go, well, you know, what, what are we talking about here? And then House of Black does show up and they say, no problem. You want to fight for the trios titles? We'll do it next week on Dynamite. That's right, folks. A three-way trios match for the AW trios titles. It's the House of Black versus JAS versus... And well, there, you got the Jay, yes. House of <laughs> and the Elite. That's sorry, nine guys is a lot to fucking keep track of in one match. Uh, but, but all three of those teams are going to be competing in Winnipeg. I, I honestly feel like the number one contendership match would have been a better main for Winnipeg, just because then you have like Jericho versus Kenny, Elite versus JAS. Yeah, not I, sure I why know. you wouldn't uh, just do a, a less cluttered singles match. I guess you give people give Winnipeg something to talk about. Everyone Give wants to fight in the Winnipeg. To talk about. Yeah, I guess that's it. I'm not really, I just don't really understand. I don't feel like it's better just because the belts are in there. I think it's actually more meaningful without House of Black. Is that crazy to say? More meaningful without the belts? Like, to Winnipeg. Yeah, I was going to say, not when it's Jericho Jericho and Omega. Kenny. Yeah, I think it's unnecessary because you're, now you're opening up a window where they can both lose, right? Where, like, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100, 100%. Sort of like silly. You could sort of have one of them at least earn the number of contendership. Zoobs, we now move on <laughs> to the announcement by Tony Khan that Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, this is, I'm just going to explain what it is because I mean, very difficult to parse the way he put the commentary cleared this up for me. But what he's getting across is that because they're crossing into Canada next week, the yep. All Atlantic title is being defended in a different country for the, or 
But the, it was the first overseas. one to change hands. It was the first one to change hands in a different country because Orange won it in Canada. Thank you. And so it is leveling up next week. The All-Atlantic title is becoming the AEW international title as Orange Cassidy is doomed to lose this title against Jeff Jarrett. I I I fucking hate this. You didn't you didn't say why. Now why would they make a change like that, Josh? Do they explain it at all? Well, they, they're leveling up. Right. Any occasion that they're using to mark this? Like, is there is there a reason they decided to level up that you can think of? Is it International Women's Day, Zoogs? It's not. <laughs> it's the it's the thing that no one can stop talking about. It's the release of. Um, movie shazam oh yes sorry <laughs> in the gods. yeah sorry Zeus. right of course this coincides with shazam fists of fury which of course uh, i i think will probably be dog shit but they say pretty excited about on dynamite tonight that, that i would if i went and saw it i wouldn't admit it to anybody that's for sure I, I wouldn't go see it but i also i wouldn't reveal it but but or you know some people are uh we're gonna level up the all Atlantic title to co-promote shazam Warner Brothers Discovery calls up Tony and they say, we have a Zachary Levi movie coming out. We're going to need you to rename a title. <laughs> We're going to need... Uh, you got to do something because you got to hold up your end of the bargain here. Give us a minute and a half commercial and rename the title because yeah, the movie's you, coming out. It, it makes sense if it was like, oh, it's the Shazam title now. But it, it feels like there's, there's just too big of a stretch going on here. Tony mentions Warner Brothers Discovery at the top of this promo and is like... Um, Wonder Brothers Discovery and AEW is is part of it's like you're you reading an email yeah. off of a that's insane right right now <laughs> like, that is genuinely insane. Wellness check on Tony Khan today because if he was my like close friend, I would text him and be like ha 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 after the <laughs> like the third time that he tweeted the same thing, and then the fourth and fifth I'd be like okay. everything cool though like yeah. <laughs> Is there a different thing that you're really upset about that you could tell me about um, other than normal? And uh, and then this like weird, <laughs> very <laughs> weird turn of phrase to rename the title. Tone. Uh, holy. Picking the Montreal thing pretty hard, I feel. <laughs> Zoobs, I'm going to give you our second of three keep it or kick it's of the evening. And then I'm going to run to the washroom because I've been drinking water like a son of a gun today. And then after the keep it or kick it, could you bring us into merch match? Yes. How about the payoff for the earlier storyline about the water? I know. Now you don't think I'm always thinking. <laughs> uh Zoops, the second of three keep it or kick it's tonight. Very simple. This prompt, Maddie ready on the music. The AEW international title is a better name than the AEW All Atlantic title. Keep it or kick it. I'll be back soon, Zoops. Apologies. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Well, 
starts off with steak buns and niblets 05, keeping it. Danny DeRosha kicks it. Trillie McGinnis, good friend Jake, Sever one hit high. It's BRL. And I may have all keep it. So 7 2 there. Uh, Corvax 1266, Torque Penderloin, Irish Mac 21. No clue what this is. And then it's dirty work. I'll keep it. Thomas W kicks it in there. Maddie Mac kicks it because it makes sense. Keeps from Yum OJ and Carenza. Uh, I'm thinking 80% on the keep side. We only have two, three objectors. So that seems very keepy. I'm with the keep as well, only because like all oh, it didn't make a ton of sense to me as to what that had to do with the title, other than like it almost seemed like Tony had this idea where he was like, We're gonna get super regional again. We're gonna go back to being re we're gonna have a Pacific champ, and then like the logistics of the fact that it's an AEW show and it just ends up on the AEW shows all the time. The dream of like Pac taking it around the world. Um is like a good idea in one night and then you're like oh should i have to have this person as a huge part of my show every week i think international fits divide a little bit closer to what we're going with um which is something akin to an intercontinental championship um i think it makes more sense to have it as international i think chat says jr is going to call it intercontinental a whole bunch of times yeah um but the difference in the way we've sort of seen the histories of the recent history, especially of the TNT championship, sort of the Haas belt. I think if you call it international, this will be like the the mid card guy that's carrying the show belt, which, of course, will be Jeff Jarrett next week. Am I right, Matt? Please, no. For my sake, but also for Josh's sake. And then for our sake, for being around Josh on Wednesdays, please do not give it to Jeff Jarrett. Please don't give it to Jeff Jarrett. Please don't give it to Jeff Jarrett. Please. Well, guess what, brother? Uh, next week. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think you can keep it on Orange Cassidy. I think he's done a great job with it. So, um, unless you're dying to give it to somebody else and you need to give it to them through Jeff Jarrett, I don't know why you would go down that path. I'm with you. We get back to Dynamite where Brian Danielson gives the promo of his AEW life. This is right after his match with uh, MJF where he lost, tapped out by his own move. And man, he's broken because he realizes Max was right. Max said that by the end of this match, I wouldn't be able to go home and play with my kids. And as I look down at my arm and I can barely feel my legs, he was right. I can't go play with my kids. I couldn't keep up with them as I woke up from being KO'd in the middle of my own submission. My ethos had always been to fight, 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 but that's just not going to work anymore. It's time for me to go home. I don't know when we're going to get Brian Danielson back. This feels like he's exiting for at least a little period. It was a really affecting promo, I thought, Zoots. I don't know. Something about this really, really worked for me. Interesting to see uh, the direction he goes here yeah. um, out of this. Not a, not, a, not a version of a story I, I think I've seen him tell ever, so um we'll be curious i'm curious to see what happens with this because like we that was a question we had on sunday night um we were sort of like where do you possibly go from this if you're brian danielson what what is it what is the journey for you next and uh interesting it's an interesting question if he'll ever like will he will it ever be the time to put the rwh or pardon me the the aw championship on him or is he always going to be a guy sort of in this role like his job is to test your champions that you've built on your own and he's always bested at the very highest Totally agree, Zoobs. And also when you think about his compatriots over in the BCC turning heel tonight, decidedly, I mean, they'd been having Claudio especially had shown signs of it throughout the weeks leading up to Revolution, but firmly turning heel against the Dark Order tonight. That said, Brian here 
I don't know. It would almost be interesting if he saved somebody from the BCC, if they have gone bad and he's, but I don't know. He didn't really give off that he wanted to stay as a, a good guy either. But either way, this was very magnetic and a Brian that I would like to see way more of relative to the normal. Now, I understand that you're not always going to be able to tap into whatever you're giving off after 65 minutes of wrestling. Of course. Yeah. No question. I see him punk about that. But um, anyway, really, really high end stuff from Brian, I thought. Yeah. In, in, you know, I think that maybe, maybe part of the reason that we're higher on the show than um, some of the chat was sort of like, I, I, I took to heart the shades that we saw from Danielson and from page um, coming off sort of, how are they coming off their pay-per-views? And I think both yeah, of them totally. sort of a quiet, like um, respect for the battles that they had put in. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Night scoots. Thanks for coming out. Mox and Claudio are out, the aforementioned compatriots of one Brian Danielson against Alex Reynolds and John Hungry. I really thought commentary did a great job of being like, wow, how is Mox even competing tonight after that? Uh, Like, he may have lost, but it's such a nice way to sleepy rehab a guy who did just lose. It's like, think of what he went through. Hangman's not wrestling tonight, but Mox is. That tells you something about this guy. I think that's a nice, a very JR thing to do in that situation in a good way. Of course, they're here to fight John Hungry, Alex Reynolds. I'm not that interested in these guys. Kind of a fun Claudio Hungry suplex sequence between them. I don't know. Wasn't very into the subs. How about yourself? I woke up in the end of this match, so I, well, I, have, I have zero recollection of a single moment of it other than I woke up and I was like, whoa, uh, BCC turned heel on JAS was my brain. They're just beating poor Dark Order to the ground, <laughs> not standing a chance. Hangman has to come out for the save. He punches Claudio. It looked to me like he actually clobbered Claudio. Uh, so maybe we'll get that as an ROH feud. Hangman versus Claudio for the ROH world title. That might be kind of cool. Maybe could um, be. I came away thinking, yeah, I, I, was like, I, could, I could see that. You throw that as a one-off, I'd tune into that. There's reason to believe that would be a great match too, eh? absolutely um bcc and then uno comes out to save his dark order friends as does hangman i'm just i'm really over the hangman dark order connection i thought we were breaking away from this and away from especially after hangman gave the like i'm done with mox thing well exactly right now that he's glued back to dark order and mox i just i didn't like this or the way it played out so the direction and execution were not my favorite here and i suspect this probably attracted a lot of the lower than average scores yeah, you're probably right. How far the Dark Order has fallen? At least they're being used on TV again. Yeah, we had that. We had that with uh, having Uno. Yeah, um, in that main event, we saw. I thought he had a little bit of helium. I don't know if tonight uh, helps or hurts that. I don't think. I think for you and I personally, I think Hungry and Silver is probably the 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 downside of them being used more versus the Uno sort of. Uno, like, yeah, totally nailed it. Then we get a short thing, but sort of fun here. 2.0 uh, comes backstage to let the Acclaim know that they love rap and they'd love to sort of do a collaboration or to maybe team up or who knows. Nice. And the Acclaim just don't take them seriously at all. They're like, you guys are never on TV. We get more TV time. We were champions. Like, Leave us alone. But I actually think that would be kind of a fun mid-card feud for both teams. Yeah, it's, it, I think uh, 2.0 could use the uh, like matches again and a, a, a yeah. really great super over uh, babyface team and they're an excellent goober jerk heels. I think it's I think it would be a ton of fun. You could put that on a rampage. You made that an undercard on the dynamite. I think people love seeing the acclaim come out and do their thing. I think they're 
I think it's a good a good use of both of them right now. A lot of that was Bronson and Hook, but you think a 2.0 against those guys, Action Bronson and Hook at uh, Grand Slam this year, it's a very overmatch, like enormous reactions on both sides. So yeah, 2.0 more than up to the task. And then our main event that starts backstage, it's a 13-minute car crash between Wardlow and Hobbs. Go ahead, Zoops. Uh, your parents say that Jude says hi. My youngest sister, Jude Lean. I, uh, I love her very much. Very impressive young lady, my my youngest sister. Uh, so hi to my my sister Jude. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. It was very sweet of you. Of course. Uh, boy, this is the kind of thing I can get into. I can happily get behind two hosses. This felt like Wardlow rehab, even in a loss to me to some degree, where when a match starts backstage, both guys are fired up and willing to give a lot to each other. They both recognize each other as not harmful to their character to sell a ton for given they are both big giants this could be sort of our i would say venn diagram bleed area zooms where uh this is both very a you and me match i would say fair to say yeah i think it i i'm i always love when they are able to like fight into the ring like where they're they're sort of like it makes the arena feel alive and it makes it all feel big and i think you talk you, you talk a lot about um the paul Heyman of like accentuate the positives and shade over the negatives i think the idea of this being a like the music hits for both of them and they walked under the ring and they they wrestle for 12 minutes um isn't the best use of them and, and you you were sort of given this little opportunity to like show what makes both of them special and that's like laying it in and you know you sort of you have the visions of like the what are the big moment spots they could do back what was some stuff they could tear down or a, a stunt they could do or like you know you sort of think of that classic way um that new york would do where sort of these guys are backstage and then they stumble into one thing and the camera is positioned one way and they tear a set down not that that was going to happen but like this is the kind of chaos that you look for in sort of this big angry characters that throw each other into stuff and then you get you end up with stuff like fucking wardlow doing a swanton bomb to the outside through a table off the top it's like that's that's crazy yeah it's craziness to see a guy on television again we were talking earlier about being a kid and watching wrestling this is totally the sort of match that you would be geeked to go and talk to your friends about you know six or seven spots one you pointed out well amongst them where it's just accentuating both guys like you said how about the choice to put it on powerhouse hobbs i tweeted this out on our uh, wrestling brain account that this was on my wish list i want powerhouse hobbs to beat wardlow to hold that tnt title i think it's something you've called for for a while too how do you feel now that it's here? Is Powerhouse Hobbs ready to hold this TV title? Weekly TV matches very often. How did you feel about the choice? I think we want to see what happens when he's on a lot. Because I think um, a guy that we've enjoyed in limited action, and you want to see, you want to see him week in, week out, and sort of see the growth and see where he is now versus where he was when he was in the previous groups. And I think a guy that we all have pretty darn high hopes for, and an archetype of guy that we like. We like, you know, you're you've been a big Brian Cage guy. I've been a a fan of anybody that picks people up and throws them like i just sort of like it it makes a ton of sense um and i think he's a guy that you and i very easily see the package coming together you see the size you see the charisma you see that he can just stand there and snarl and you're like Mm -hmm. i buy it um sort of that that legitimacy to the way that he looks and acts and feels um you know it's and it's not all it's not a perfectly done thing there's still work to do in a bunch of different areas but part of the tnt titles allure is seeing that work being done and seeing it seeing the growth and and measuring him where is he now when he left team taz versus say where ricky is which is like getting to anchor 
a bunch of stuff and and being on TV again, talking and 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 getting big meaty feuds. You want that to happen with Hobbs too. And this is a little bit of like, you know, doing the work now to pay for twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. Right? It's yeah. so easy to get the, easy to get it caught plays up. As to me too. It's so easy to get caught up in the like we talked. Jeff Jarrett gets the title because it pisses us off now. But like, what does that actually do down the road for Orange Cassidy, who you could give to Danhausen, who you sure. could then pass down to, and on and on and on. You sort of you're building the next ten years. Um, I think these moments are important in that, and as the same as it was when you gave it to Wardlow. Let's see what it looks like. Let's see. What, have him try it on. If it didn't work, you can cool him down now and and figure it out and recalibrate and give that same momentum to Hobbs for a little bit. See how it looks on him. How does it mm-hmm. How does it look when Hobbs takes your title places and is your champion and throws guys through stuff? I apologize, guys. I got to run to the washroom again. But Matt, maybe you could jump in for me here. I'm going to ask you and the chat again. Who are some names you'd like to see Powerhouse Hobbs encounter on this next TNT title run? And I'll be right back. The payoff, Matt. How about the payoff? Early in the show, he he asks me, he says, how do you do this show without a drink? It's incredible to me. And I say, well, you end up going pee all the time. And he says, oh, yeah, right. I didn't really ever think about that. Never really happens. And now, now you know. The like man can't clockwork. stop pissing. I, like clockwork, this guy's in the bathroom. Yeah, I, I have a feeling. Remember how he goes off screen to take a hit? I feel like he's yeah. pissing. Yeah, I feel like he's got a bottle down there and he's taking pisses. <laughs> yeah, but the like, bottle's full. This is him dumping out the bottle. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, that's a lot of taking hits, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Josh, I don't corner. see any taking hits. No, I see him. I see him. Two. There's definitely two, <laughs> like, 15 second take a hit. Um, <laughs> Okay, I guess we should probably answer yeah, this question. Re- hey. Redeeming, redeeming the take a piss. <laughs> Use your channel points. Josh can take a piss. <laughs> you guys, I'd really appreciate if you could give me a couple take a pisses you can right take now. A shit in the chat. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I I had a a bit of a big lunch today. If you don't mind. <laughs> I'm hoping to eat after the show. So yeah, yeah. I gotta make some help room. Me. Please help me if I can take a shit on the stream. Um <laughs> oh wait, he's back. Let's let's stop talking about this. Um, and probably, I don't know, I can see Adam Cole there too as well. Maybe only twice more of this episode, hopefully. <laughs> I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day, but I didn't realize what a hindrance this would be to stream. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I might just have to, you know, have the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, that on the road. Um, I don't know what uh, names came up, obviously, but I'd love <laughs> if we got a Kyle O'Reilly return. That's sure. a guy I'd really like to see. Or anybody who brings sort of like a fighting attitude to it. It's it's funny because so many of them feel like they're over on Ring of Honor now. You know, Eddie Kingston, Samoa Joe, some of the more rooted guys in that way. Um, but yeah, anyone of that ilk uh, really would be excited to see. Give me every high work rate small guy if you want my answer. Every high work rate small guy against powerhouse Hobbs. Action Andretti, you're saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Action Andretti. So, so for me, it's I would say honestly. I think I ask the question honestly. I think Keith Lee probably where I would. Oh yeah. Want to see sure. him against Keith Lee. I want I want a big giant guy throwing another big giant guy on mm-hmm. both sides. That's sort of like awesome to me. We got three different answers: big guy, high flyer, and fighters. I mean, how about the That's fact? Somebody. I was thinking about this on man. What have they What have they done with our beautiful Swerve Strickland? Were we not and like he, yesterday? You're like, oh my god! Hot. 
we were like, oh my god, Sword Strickland is like a top five guy on the show. Like, Sword Strickland can't be missed. We can what, what the hell? What, what have they done? Poor beautiful boy. I have not a clue. Mogul affiliates felt hot. I don't know. They're weird for the Sun AEW sometimes. Zero explanation. Upsets me. And that was dynamite. It was. What do you think, Zoob? Somewhere around your your original score, I was a four. I think I I think I might even be, might even be closer to a five than I was. I think four and a half holding steady, four seventy five. Yeah, four seventy five for these Zoobs and a four from me. And that will do it for this night's.